hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. I find it so amazingly fun and cool that we get to be in the hoof section right here in the week or two before Christmas. And the hoof having everything to do with desire and maybe all you want for Christmas. And understanding desire as, as it relates to the hoof, we've talked about uh, verse 81 was the wisdom, and then verse 82 was the understanding, and verse 83 was the counsel, and then we did the might, verse 84 today. We get to do verse 85, which would be the knowledge. And here's a piece of knowledge that has to do with desire that is extremely helpful from my perspective. And so as we get to the knowledge verse of the letter hoof, which has to do with desire, it says, the proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. So <laughs> it's really cool when you look at this verse in Hebrew, as in all the Hoof verses are going to start with that letter hoof, and the idea of dig is actually the first word, and that hoof is very clearly in that word dig, as it would be at the beginning of the verse, but I never realized how digging has to do with desire, and here, <laughs> when you're digging around, you're, you're desiring something, right? You're, you know, like you would dig for hidden treasure, which is why we're all here, <laughs> studying these verses. But here we see there's somebody else that has some desire, and in this case, it's the proud. And who would be the proudest of all? That would be Satan. And he is dug pits for you, which are not after thy law. And this understanding, this knowledge that you have an enemy, right, is throughout the scriptures. But this is a valuable piece of of knowledge, is not only do you have an enemy but he has a desire. He's digging around trying to get you to fall. And he, unfortunately, not only knows your weaknesses, but he knows your strengths. And his mission, if he chooses to accept it, is to get you to hide the glory that God gave you. In other words, he gave you some amazing gifts. And he has been working since day one because he fears you worse than you might imagine. Because if you begin to reflect God, you're way more powerful than him, right? And and so especially, you know, in, in that relationship that you have with God. And so what he's been working on is those pits that he's been digging. He's been digging around not only to, you know, get you to um, fall for, you know, bait, lust, things like that, but he actually has a very specific plan, and that is to get you to hide your glory. In other words, that you're going to be shamed in the area that you're most gifted. And so um, when you study that and you begin to understand that piece of knowledge, you'll see that there is a way that he kind of betrays himself. If you study your life, you're going to see that he has dug pits for you that were a picture, uh, you know, to get you to hide your glory. So in my case, you may have heard me, in fact, we talked about it before in a verse where we talked about my um, name that I feel like God calls me, that he told me, was faithful. And so the question is, how would you attack faithful? And here we are again with that. <laughs> and the idea is betrayal. And so we talked before about that betrayal where my girlfriend, when I'm my 16th birthday, went out with my best friend. And so it was a double betrayal. But actually, as I look at my life, there's time and time and time that I was betrayed. And it wasn't long, right? I was 16, my first marriage I was betrayed by my wife that was in 
a mental hospital. She had a relationship, <laughs> or so she told me anyway, and she told her son in front of very bad details all that went on between her and another uh, person in a mental institution here in North Carolina. It caused me to do some crazy things in a very short period of time. <laughs> but most of all, it, it caused me to be unfaithful, right? And so when you actually are a certain way and you go against your own biggest value, then you have totally betrayed yourself <laughs> like you betrayed. And he was quite effective as um, I'm sure that the, 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 the situations that happened in the next you know, two, three months uh, led to some horrible betrayals of my son and those wounds are the stuff I can't put back. In other words, I did a lot of things that I'm really, really um, sorry for as a result of being totally betrayed and seeing, well, there's just no use in being faithful because look what it's gotten me. You know, <laughs> as these betrayals line up, then you, you know, they, they begin to convince you of the fact that what you're doing is useless and take away your hope. And, and so when you betray yourself, you really are hiding in so many different ways. And so maybe in your life, I'm wondering if this piece of knowledge wouldn't be really helpful to understand that you're not the only person out there with desires, that, that your enemy has them too. And his desire is very specifically to dig pits that are to keep you from reflecting God. And that piece of knowledge is, is quite helpful as we pray, as we think, as we try to walk in the glory that God has given us and use the gifts that we've given. And, and in my case, you know, help me to realize that when I'm being faithful to somebody who's disappointing me, then that is, that's God's glory. He, <laughs> he has certainly been faithful to me in the many, many, many times that I've disappointed him. And, and so it's a simple verse. However, it's quite profound, right, to think that, wow, my enemy is digging pits, and, and, and it tells me all the more how much I need to walk with God so he can keep me from falling into those pits. Um, and that piece of knowledge is, again, extremely helpful you know, from my perspective. If you wonder, again, where, where these are coming from, Robbie, why are you talking about knowledge when it has to do with the 85th verse? Well, in Isaiah 11... Verses 1 and 2, you, you, you get to see the anointings of Christ. And those anointings are, right, something he brings to the, you know, in every situation. And so since every word of the, the Torah is Christ and every letter is Christ, that each of these letters, as we talk about the hoof, has seven different faces or eight different faces that we get to talk about because there are seven anointings and then there's the miracle verse. So if you go down those anointings in order, it gives you a great understanding from my perspective of the anointing of each of those letters to get an idea of what that face looks like. So that's where I got that. And um, it sure seems to line up for me and has been really, really helpful as I you know, discern what looks like in this psalm to be constant repetition is not at all repetition. It's it's giving us, like, here's this diamond, and let's look at it from this angle, and let's look at it from that angle, and, and these different faces of God. Thank you for studying with me today.